In today's globalized world, patients can travel just about anywhere to get medical treatment. And medicines are often tested, manufactured and sold in several different countries. But even though healthcare has become globalized, the language and IT systems haven't exactly kept pace. And there has been no unified approach to identify medicines unequivocally across borders. Thankfully, the identification of medicinal products, or IDMP, standards are set to change that, for the benefit of patients everywhere. My name is Federica Santoro, and this is Drug Safety Matters, a podcast by Uppsala Monitoring Center, where we explore current issues in pharmacovigilance and patient safety. Joining me today are my colleagues Malin Fladvad, head of the WHO Drug Product Portfolio, and Ulle Lagerlund, UMC's substance expert. For years, Malin and Ulle have been maintaining and developing WHO Drug, UMC's drug dictionary service. But their days are increasingly filled with IDMP, as plans to implement the new standards gather pace. And so I sat down with them to discuss the ins and outs of this global standardization effort. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Marlin and Ulle, and welcome to Drug Safety Matters. We've had the pleasure to welcome a few of our colleagues to the pod before, but never someone from the Who Drug section. So a very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you're both heavily involved in the IDMP project, and there's been so much talk about these standards lately, both in and outside UMC, that we thought it would be good to shed some light on it all what they are, how they will work, and who will be affected. But first, let's start with the big why. Malin, why do we even need international standards for medicines? Well, as UMC being the WHO Collaborating Center for International Drug Monitoring and working with pharmacovigilance, the need to harmonize medicinal products in order to manage the global pharmacovigilance monitoring, that need has been for many, many years, and we worked with that with the Hoodra Global Drug Dictionary. But then with the ongoing globalization and faster development of new medicines, there has been a growing need for the regulators and the industry to exchange information on medicinal product even faster in between many, many countries and in different languages. So... The medicinal products in one part of the world are now used much more widely in different countries and then exchanging text format is not really okay. You need to have identifiers. In addition to this, I think that the pandemic with the fast rollout of the new COVID vaccines really showed that there was a need for even faster processes and more efficient identification of the vaccines in order to roll out the vaccine and also monitor them and ensure that everyone was safe using these medicines. So it's important that we speak the same language, basically. Yes. Right. So, Ole, there's a lot of talk about the IDMP standards improving patient safety, but uh, how exactly will they do that? And could you give us some concrete examples, perhaps? Yes, at least I'll try to. I'll bring up on that you just said to Malin, speak the same language. And that's one important thing. Because if you look today, there are the same medicines globally. 
but they're not always described in exactly the same way. So even if you have it in two different regions or countries, it might be difficult to connect them together. Of course, this is possible in different ways, but if you would have it more standardized, harmonized, it would be easier. One example could be like, for instance, cross-border prescriptions. So between countries sharing a prescription, and then you could have very similar products, but not the same. It's going to be written in a different alphabet, for instance, in Cyrillic letters. And how would you know that if you don't speak the language that you get the right prescription when you get to the pharmacy? Then maybe you have your IDMP certificate or uh, the barcode that you can scan, for instance, and the pharmacist can get up which type of medicine, uh, which strength and which dose form it is. Then even if you don't know the language, for instance, you would get the correct medicine. It might seem like a small thing that you could figure out anyway, but it's the day-to-day things that can increase patient safety in a lot of things. One such case you can read upon in a Unicom publication called IDMP in a capsule, where they describe this in a bit more detail. Another thing where we also can see some increase in patient safety is like in different research projects and how you find signals like we do on UMC. It may be not that you change the methods all that, but you will have more details compared to what you have now on reports a lot of the time. So hopefully we will have more increase in information about dosage and um, those forms and strength and so on. So we will gain more knowledge in that field and thereby in the long run increase the patient safety. Yeah, and I think in addition to that, what we also will gain is that we'll have more information of the actual substance that you have in the medicine. Because right now you usually know a name and it's hard to connect between regions. But what IDMP suggests and what is described in the standard is that you have a rich source of information that belongs to each substance that you then can link to other sources of information. So then you get like a network of information that you can collect globally. And that's really unique and something that we don't have today. Sounds great. And because you mentioned substance, that leads nicely into my next question. I'd like to get a bit more into the nitty gritty of it all. And Ole, I was hoping you could help me understand what the IDMP standards actually mean. Because I know there are five and some of them are pretty self-explanatory, like the ones that refer to substance or dosage form or route of administration. But there's others that are not so clear. For example, I can't quite grasp the difference between medicinal product and pharmaceutical product in IDMP jargon. No, and that's um, totally understandable. Basically, one could say that the medicinal product ID, it's the product itself, like the package you buy, more or less. You also have IDMP standards for packaging and so on. But if you take an example like Tylenol, That's a brand name and that would be on the medicinal product ID. And that would contain like Tylenol 500 milligrams and then a tablet, for instance. But Tylenol is just a brand name. It contains paracetamol. So paracetamol 500 milligrams tablet would be part of the PHP ID. So that would be a lumping together of like similar medicinal products. If you take the cross-border thing again. If they don't have the exact same medicine and brand name as you request when you go to the pharmacy in, in France, 
then they might have the PHP ID and they can find a similar product. And then it's also up for the pharmacist to see that, yeah, this is the same uh, substance, same medicine. So you can take it without fear of getting mistreated in any way. That makes sense. So Malin, setting up and implementing the IDMP standards on a global scale sounds like a pretty challenging endeavor. One where I guess a lot of different organizations will be involved. What is our role, UMC's role in all this? Well, UMC as a WHO collaborating center have been endorsed to be the maintenance organization for the global pharmaceutical product ID, so the PHP ID as we call it. And that means that UMC will be the organization that create and maintain the PHP IDs while there will be a WHO international expert working group that will govern this process and that will interact with other stakeholders globally. And of all organizations, why is UMC well suited to provide the PHP IDs or pharmaceutical product identifiers? And also, how will these identifiers be assigned? Well, UMC has for many, many years worked with the Hoodra Global Dictionary and have maintained that information that is basically very similar to IDMP. So our team of pharmacists, they are very used to treat this kind of information. The difference with IDMP and the PHP ID are that there are different business rules that we have to apply. So what we're currently working on is trying to figure out how is these new business rules going to work and how are we going to apply it on the data that we get from the different countries. And we will also need to harmonize the data that we get in order to have consistent PHP IDs. So for example, if we have a cream from Sweden... Maybe it says that it contains X percent of some substance. While if we would get the same cream from another country, from Italy, it would say that it contains X milligram per milliliter. So in these kind of circumstances, UMC will be the harmonizing organization deciding that we may go for X milligram per milliliter in order to create the same PHP ID. Yes, and um, since I'm a substance guy, so I like substances a lot. There are also a way that we need to harmonize some of the substances because there are, even if you think small chemical, very nice structure should be the same. But for instance, we have this hydrates. Sometimes we have that extra waters in the molecules. And those are sometimes considered important for some countries and for some countries they're not. So there are also difference in the same name can, for instance, be with different amounts of hydrates depending on who's setting the name or the pharmacopoeia you read. So where you're in the world matters, and we want to harmonize this. And maybe we can't make everyone happy, but we'll try to make it consistent. (laughs) That's the (laughs) goal, at least. Sounds like there's a lot of decisions you'll have to take in the near future. Okay, back to you, Malin. You mentioned the Who Drug Global Drug Dictionary that actually both you and Ole have been working with for many years. And as you said, Who Drug is also a set of medicinal standards. Can we dig a little deeper into it? How does Who Drug differ from IDMP? And actually, how is UMC going to reconcile those two tasks of maintaining both? Who drug and a set of IDMP standards? 
Yeah, that's a very interesting question, actually, because who drug is actually a dictionary that was born from the needs of pharmacovigilance. So it describes the medicinal product information and using the same elements as IDMP, so the substance and the dose form and the strength. And it also links the medicinal products together and also assigns an ATC code to each product. And then if you look at IDMP, it's not really a dictionary, it's more of a standard itself that could create a dictionary with these same components as we have in Hoodrag. But it will also add other things. So as Ulle, I think, mentioned before, you have a medicinal product identifier and also a package identifier that will be assigned by the national regulator. So moving forward... The plan is to enrich Hoodrag with these new identifiers, so adding them and kind of linking them together to create an even better product for pharmacovigilance and also for other uses, because the idea with IDMP is actually to use it in the entire life cycle of a medicinal product and not only pharmacovigilance. That was just the starting point. So Hoodrag set to become a super drug dictionary. Olle, back to you. As we've said, the pharmaceutical product identifiers are just one of five IDMP standards. So if UMC is going to provide the PHP IDs, who's going to take care of the rest? Yes. Um, let's start with another one, the global substance identifier. Right now, it's not decided that UMC are going to provide that, but we need that enable to assign the PHP ID in a consistent way, then we need to have a substance identifier. And uh, if we do the assignment of the PHP ID, it's natural for us to have that as well. Then as Malin mentioned, the medicinal product ID and the package ID, those will be signed by the local authority. And then we will also have, that's not really assignment, but the dose form, for instance, is a standard provided by the EDQM, That's the European Directorate for the Quality of Medicine and Healthcare. And they are in charge of the European Pharmacopoeia, for instance, as well. They have a set of standards for the dose form. But we also know that dose forms are very different across the world. So then we also have characteristics that describes these dose forms. That's also assigned by the EDQM. But which one we should use and how to use them in the PHP ID to make it consistent throughout the world. Then we also have units that we have UCOM, it's another organization, setting the standard for international units that we try to use. Lots of international collaboration. Yes, and lots of uh, abbreviations, but we'll hopefully can have a list of them. Yes, we could definitely include that in the show notes. Malin, one of the reasons we're talking about IDMP today is because the world is actually getting ready to implement the standards. And I would add, finally, because they've been discussed for a long time, I was actually surprised to read that the standards were published for the first time 10 years ago in 2012. What's been taking so long? Well, just to create these standards, that took more than 10 years, yet the creation process. But then I would say that the implementation process is as complex because what is really needed here is that there's a lot of data resources to actually ensure that the data are harmonized according to the standards. And then there's also a need for collaborative work to agree on this implementation. I think in the beginning, one thought that each region could just um, have their own guidelines for implementation, 
but then you will probably miss some of the global harmonization. So that was not the way to go. So now I think what we're doing is that there are many different regulators that are unified to have a global implementation. And that's why we have the global IDMP working group now working in a collaborative way to figure out the ways that we can have a good implementation. Because the standards themselves, they are not really enough. They need to be interpreted. It's ambitious, but obviously not really easy work. And it sounds like there's a lot of effort ahead for the various stakeholders involved in the process. What are the next steps for them if we look to the immediate future? Yes, I think for the key regulators that only have managed large parts of the implementation, I think their next step is to ensure that they get as much benefit as possible out of their implementation both internally, but also in communication with external partners. It's also very important that they can share their experiences with other regulators that hasn't come that far with their implementation yet. And also countries that want to start using IDMP that are really beginners. So each of these new countries that are new to IDMP, they need to assess how their current situation are regarding IDMP harmonization how they would best gain benefits of IDMP, and also how could they have a stepwise approach towards the implementation. Then regarding other stakeholders, like the industry, they also need to prepare for the implementation, but they are very dependent on the requirements and the guidelines from the regulators. Many of them could of course have benefits of implementation in their internal processes, but then they need to decide on where to focus, and how do they meet the requirements from the regulators. Thank you. And I have just one final question for you, Olle. If we go back to the benefits of uh, IDMP, we've talked about uh, the role of the standards in pharmacovigilance, but in what other areas will they be important, you think? Yes, I think we could go back to what we talked about before, the cross-border prescription. That's a typical case. And another example is drug shortages. So for instance, if in your country you lack a specific medicine or specific brand name, you could find what other countries in the nearby vicinity, for instance, or around the world maybe have some of this medicine. Like if you have the paracetamol case we talked about before, You can't get it in Sweden right now, but you need it. How do I find it? You use the PHP ID, go and search for that globally, and then you find another brand name that you hadn't thought about that is available, for instance, in India. And then maybe you can import that instead. So that's the thought behind it. And these are probably the two most commonly mentioned cases other than PV in the IDMP community at the moment. But there are other ones as well like structured data for the industry to submit applications to the regulators. If they could submit the substance information, the dose form information in a structured data form and do the same to all of the different regulators, they don't have to spend hours to adjust how to do that. Maybe different applications, but the same data basically. So they really would like that. Also when the regulatory make assessments of a new drug, then they can use this data to more easily compare substances, for instance. Have there been any substances like this 
before that's very like it in structure going for the same target or something like that then maybe they also have then confidential data that doesn't show up that easily but they could see that this has been disapproved or cancelled but they could see that now they get the similar structure they have the same profile or whatever so it could be a role for assessment and also like in research and development for the new drugs and also drug-drug interactions like we have different systems for drug-drug interactions if you go to a pharmacy in Sweden they have a supportive um, computer system for finding known interactions but then they have another system in Denmark and maybe those are more easy to get and work together if you have the same language the harmonization throughout EU and then yeah of course it's not Sweden and Denmark they're just neighbors but it could easily be the Philippines and Canada for instance right and as with all things i bet there's more benefits that we haven't thought about that we will only discover once the IDMP standards are up and running and we've had time to use them for a while yes Definitely think so. The sky's the limit. Well, thank you very much for your time. I hope our listeners will have enjoyed this first dip in the world of IDMP. And I'll just end by saying good luck to you and everyone else who's involved in this important and ambitious project. Well, thank you. It was really great joining and for us to share what we're doing with the community. Yes, thank you a lot. I can only agree and uh, looking forward to the next time. That's all for now, but we'll be back soon with more conversations on medicine safety. If you'd like to know more about the IDMP standards, check out the episode's show notes for useful links. If you like our podcast, subscribe to it in your favorite player so you won't miss an episode. And spread the word on social media so other listeners can find us. Apart from these in-depth conversations with experts, We host a series called Uppsala Reports Long Reads, a selection of audio stories from UMC's Pharmacovigilance magazine. So do check that out too. Uppsala Monitoring Center is on Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us comments or suggestions for the show, or send in questions for our guests next time we open up for that. For Drug Safety Matters, I'm Federica Santoro, I'd like to thank Malin Fladvad and Olle Lagerlund for their time, Matthew Barwick for production support, and of course, you for tuning in. Till next time. <laughs>